0: From the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon Paragon, 7 Studios.
1: reading this from cnn.com COVID-19 hospitalizations in the United States have been growing for more than a month and at the current pace more than 2,500 patients added each day over over last week according to data from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services the United States will surpass January's record high in about a month so, going into the fall in September, we'll be, at, we'll be at a record for hospitalizations. Florida and Louisiana are now reporting a record number of COVID 19 hospital admissions, and other states are close. In Mississippi and Arkansas, daily uh, admissions are more than 87% of the earlier peak in Oregon, Alabama, and Washington state. Daily admissions are more than 75% of their peak. But patients hospitalized with COVID-19 in summer tend to be younger than in the early surges. And with vaccines widely available, they're mostly preventable, too. Mercy Hospital in Joplin, Mississippi, has surpassed its record number of COVID-19 patients more than once in the last two weeks, according to hospital president, Jeremy Drinkwitz. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Things are very, very different from the last time, he says, as far as the... Distinct differences, the age of patients for us, the president told CNN. Hospital recently had three patients between 30 and 40, multiple patients in their 40s, and some in their 50s and 60s on ventilators, he said. In November, when we had our first spike, we didn't, Drinkwitz said. We didn't have that younger population, it was more of an elderly population. Now he said there are very few elderly patients. We're just not seeing that many. We have a few. But it's not anywhere close to the younger population now. I have said over and over that I don't believe in shaming people that don't want to get the vaccine. I have people on the show that don't want to get the vaccine. People DM me all the time saying they don't want to get the vaccine, that it's it's evil. It's the mark of beast. It's population control it's a soros funded program it's the global elite it's big tech it's big pharma all of these things and i can't i can't verify that some of that isn't true because i don't factually know i'm not i'm not in the room at the Bilderberger meetings in toronto i'm not there so i don't i don't know what the agenda is i don't know what george soros is talking about i don't know what the rockefellers are talking about I don't know what the Kennedys are talking about. I don't know what the people from the Ming Dynasty are talking about. I don't, I don't know any of that. I don't have any access to that information. And I don't want access to that information. Because I don't. People that get access to that information that aren't supposed to have access to that information often die very young committing suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head six times. So I don't, I don't want to know all of that. I don't claim to know all that. I, I know that there's a lot of fear of pornography that CNN puts out. I try to, I try to play it as straight down the middle as possible. There's a lot of fear of pornography that CNN puts out. There's a lot of absolute, unadulterated stupidity and ignorance that Fox News puts out. But I implore people to look at the data do you believe the data? Because the data shows this thing's getting back ramped up and out of control. Now, if you think that it's deliberate and if you think that the CDC is lying and that the statistics aren't true and that people aren't dying and it's all a scam, you can take that. Because what I've learned, people have people made up their mind. People decided what they want to do. We only have African-American community. Only 28% are vaccinated. I've told healthcare executives that if you want the African American communities to get vaccinated, just showing up with a mobile unit or a military police to put up a tent in the projects is not going to make it happen. There's not a lot of trust in the African American community for medicine and there shouldn't be a lot of trust. Look at our, look at our rates of survival with diabetes, cancer, hypertension, COPD, kidney disease. Look at our rates of health. Look at our lifespans. Look at the Tuskegee experiment. We know in this country that people will set us up and use us as human guinea pigs. We know that factually. So if you want to get into the African-American community, you got to kiss the bleeping ring. When Isaac Palmer Jr. is in here, we always talk about people need to go to their local aldermans, their local pastors, local VFW, places where people congregate and where there's trust and build that trust and grovel. Don't don't be too bougie and stuck up to get sand on your Gucci loafers. Go and grovel. And you got to prove to people that the vaccine is to be trusted. So the lack of people taking the vaccine, I don't, I don't completely blame that on the people that don't want to take, especially minority and rural communities that don't trust the stuff. I blame it on the healthcare system because you've been bleeping over a lot of people for a long time. And so now that you need them, there's no trust. There's no equity. You have no reputation. You have no clout, no street cred. That said, I'm never going to shame someone that doesn't want to take the vaccine, but what you're not going to do is feel like there are no consequences because there are going to be consequences whatever you do. So if you run the numbers and you think that it's best for your health and your your composition and your lifestyle to take the vaccine, or if you're one of those people that reject it, that's fine too, but you do understand that if you reject it, There's going to be more outbreaks. There are going to be more mutations. There are going to be more closures. There's going to be more issues with school. There's going to be more issues with business. There's going to be all of those things. You don't get to have both. You don't get to not wear a mask, not take the vaccine, and go to public places with 25,000 people. That's not realistic when there's a pandemic. It's not the spawn of Satan himself and Beelzebub himself if a private business says that we don't want people coming in that aren't vaccinated. Now, I don't believe in a two-class society where people who are not vaccinated are subjugated to being treated worse and, and isolated and all of those things. But there has to be some realism here. I don't think it's wrong because I some of my 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 old employer – and you see a lot of employers, especially in healthcare, they're starting to force vaccinations. They're starting to say, if you're going to work for us, you got to take this thing. And if you're not going to take this thing, you don't work for us. There's a difference between the private sector doing that and the federal government doing that. I don't think that it's wrong for someone in the private sector to make that decision. I work in risk management. I've seen the charts of what COVID does to people. And you're going to see more of that. And what really concerns me, because the truth is always in the middle. There are people that do want to control and revel in the fear of pornography and do want to control and do want to strip of freedoms and do want to strip of democracy. That definitely exists. There are people globally that want that. That definitely exists. But as many things that have become politicized, because I don't I don't think that, that COVID-19 should ever have been politicized, COVID-19 doesn't care if you're black, doesn't care if you're white, doesn't care if you're Asian, doesn't care if you're Native American. You can get it. You can still get it if you're vaccinated. The data shows that if you're vaccinated, your chances of getting it and having serious complications are much, much less. Is it zero? No. Are there any guarantees? No. Is there a guarantee that I'm not going to get hit by lightning walking out the building after doing the show? No. No is there a guarantee that I'm not going to get in a car accident driving home? No. So people get the vaccine and still get covid, but the but the death count, the hospitalization count, the ventilator count significantly less. And what I'm very I'm fascinated but concerned people people talk about these freedoms. To me, the freedom is we should never in America have military police come and force you down on a gurney to take it. I will never support that. That shouldn't happen. If that's happening, that's the end of American society as we know it. I'm going to fight against that. But don't I have freedom if I have my own business? Don't I have freedom to not want people coming into my business, breathing all over the place if they haven't had the vaccine? if I feel like that puts it at risk me I take care of elderly grandparents I spend a lot of time with my my grandmothers and grandfather who are all 90 plus isn't it my freedom to not want to risk contracting something from you because you don't want to take it and then passing that on to someone that I love isn't that my freedom is that fear of pornography? I'm not saying that, hey, everybody's going to die. Hide under your couch. Never go outside. Gain 30 pounds eating pizza. I'm saying no, live your life. Go outside, especially in the summer. Enjoy yourself. Go for a walk. Go for a boat ride. Go for a bike ride. If you're like me, vaccinated, go to a restaurant. Go places, do things, travel to your best of the best of your ability. But there, there, there are levels to this. There are levels to this. People have to make decisions. And when you make the decisions, then you're beholden to the consequences of your decisions. This whole thing about, I don't want to get the vaccine. I don't want you to get the vaccine. It's, it's the end of the world. It's the mark of the beast. Even though we've had vaccines for polio, we've had vaccines measles, mumps, rubella, hoopy cough. If you don't want to do it, that's your choice. But I don't know if you have, I don't know if it's 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 prison planet full Alex Jones. I don't know if it's a prison planet if someone says, Hey, I don't want you to come into my bakery if you're not vaccinated. I don't want you to be sitting next to me in a college class if you're not vaccinated. People have to make choices. I'm not going to come to your house and tell you what to do in your house, but I have a right to say, hey, if you're going to come into my house, these are the rules and the parameters. And as long as the government's not involved in that, as long as it's the private sector, capitalism, as long as the structure of capitalism, if my business doesn't want people to come in that are potential spread and another business says, I don't care if you're a potential spread or not. I don't have any problem with that. You know, ultimately, I say all that. Ultimately, people are going to do whatever they want to do. I think if we've learned in America, people are going to do whatever they want to do. The Obamas, I love Barack Obama. I love Michelle Obama. They had their party. They were dancing the night away. No masks. They're going to do what they want. Trump, when he was running for president, he was, gonna, he, was gonna do, he was going to have his his rallies, even if it cost Herman Cain his life. He's going to have his rallies, his hate rallies. He's going to do whatever he wants. People here in Nashville, where I live, if they want to go down the strip and go down to Broadway and go down to Nudie's, the Honky Talk Bar, and get a steak, they're going to do whatever they want. So ultimately, people are going to do whatever they want. But I, I, you're going to believe what you want. You're going to get the vaccine. You're not going to get the vaccine. I'm just saying that there are going to be consequences. And you need to live with the consequences. If you get the vaccine and you have an adverse reaction, that's one of the consequences that you took the risk of. But if you don't and you get sick, what I don't want to see you is hitting Lance J up with the GoFundMe and said, oh, man, you know, my husband, is. he didn't get the vaccine, but he's sick. He's on a ventilator. He's in the hospital. He's going to need a kidney transplant. He's going to need a liver transplant. Can you contribute $500 so that my husband can get a kidney transplant because he didn't get the vaccine and he got sick? No! You got to live with your decisions or not live with your decisions. Paragon 7 Studios.
0: Paragon Paragon. 7 Studios. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewing's. Oh, the Ewing's was, was hot. The blue, orange, the and white. Orange got those. Yeah, got yeah, a yeah. fresh pair you of those You got to bring those into the studio. What? You got you got. And I got the studio. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar I I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? <laughs> and I got the Stan Smiths. I'm telling you these I don't are even ones. know what a Stan, Stan Smith is. Stan Smith was the Stan Smith, the green and whites, the official color. I got the official Pumas, the red Suede The blue suede Official Pumas Classic So Classic. Hold down. up. Hold up The first Air Force Ones The dunks The flights Uh What else was What's crazy is, uh, uh, the hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the hirachis or I, the I, hibachis? I call them hibachis, hirachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You hear her blazing through your speakers. It's Adriana, the personality, on Streets 99.3. You put that uniform
1: on, that Titan uniform. You better come to work.
0: We will be perfect. In every aspect of the game, you drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You don't know me. Probably never will. But I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card. And yet, I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to.
1: If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind.
0: As Washington's hopes faded into the dying daylight, on came Marcus Allen, running with the knife. Rocket giving to Allen, sending a wide left. He has to reverse his field, but he, and he gets away for a moment. Comes back up to the middle of 30, 25, 40. to the 50, down to the 40. 50 to 50. Allen's touchdown was a play called 17 Bob Trey O. The Raiders have used it for years, but no one ever ran it quite the way Allen did in Super Bowl 18. The play was designed to go inside the corner linebacker, but Allen took it too wide, and when he saw safety Ken Coffey charging in unblocked, he reversed his field. Super Bowl 18 was not uh, a
1: great day in the in the Lewis household. I remember watching the Raiders absolutely thrash the Washington football team. And my 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 father and uncles are, are huge at the time Redskin fans. And it was rocking in the eighties at RFK. It was rocking. It was a great place to be. I think that the team, I, I know that we're about to be on. We're not on on WOL yet, but we're going to be on in D.C. in a couple of weeks. We're going to have to start interviewing people from, from the Washington football team and, and local franchise. But that day, getting, getting blown out in Super Bowl eighteen, that was the day that I became a Colts fan. Because I remember seeing my dad and my uncles were so angry. And I had always liked the Colts uniforms as a five-year-old. I liked their uniforms better. And I had enough understanding that I lived, we lived closer to Baltimore than we lived to DC. And Super Bowl eighteen is what made me made me a Baltimore Colts, ultimately Indianapolis Colts fan. Watching watching Marcus Allen run for for that seventy yard touchdown against the Washington Football Team that that's when I was out on the skins, and I've been a Colts fan ever since then. Many times, much to my chagrin, but but have been a Colts fan. Now talking some some NFL, I'm going to. ClutchPoints.com, which is a good website. ClutchPoints. Uh, some good information on 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 football in particular. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson shares true feelings about dud that might have set bust alarm bells ringing. Now the the caveat behind this. The Jets should have drafted Justin Fields with that second pick. We all know that. We all saw the tape on Justin Fields. We saw Justin Fields carve up Clemson. They got blown out by Bama. But Bama's better in Ohio State last year. Bama had better players. Bama had better coaches. Bama had better cheerleaders. Bama had better uniforms. I assume that Bama's players got better grades. They're better in every way than my Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm willing to admit that. But we saw we saw the golden boy, Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't had rave reviews about him in training camp either. Nobody's talking about that. I know that Jacksonville is an outpost for football, and I know that Jacksonville shouldn't even have a sports franchise, an NFL franchise. They should be the London Jaguars or the Vancouver Jaguars or the Las Vegas before the Raiders got their Jaguars. I get all that. But he's not playing all that great. The reviews on him are not all that great. Even Herb has said, hey, Gardner Minshew might start, which I know that's not going to happen. But the Jets should have drafted Justin Fields. Trey Lance was an unloan. We know what Justin Fields is. There was a swift boat campaign on Justin Fields for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason was. I think it is black man, outspoken, wanted the Big Ten to play, pushed really hard. Went above the heads of some of the coaches and some of the executives in the Big Ten. Got into a position, uh, a petition, excuse me. Was doing a a petition to play. He led a revolt, and uprising. He was the Nat Turner of football. And I think that there is a negative Swift Boat campaign because of that. Someone said, oh, well, he had a bad game against Indiana. They had a bad half against Indiana. But Justin Fields, when he had a full full preparation, the previous year, 40 touchdowns, one pick. You're not going to play as well against Clemson or Bama because they're Clemson and Bama. But then he came back and lit up Clemson the next year for 60 days. And it's like, uh, well, Clemson's defense isn't as good as it was. There's always an excuse. So they drafted Zach Wilson, who played for BYU, who played against – I don't want to say nobody, but he played against nobody. BYU's playing Idaho, the Idaho Vandals. They're fighting the Holy War with Utah. I think that's the best team that they play. They're playing Fresno State. They're playing Nevada. They're playing Utah State. They're playing Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. They're, they're playing guys that are not destined to play in the NFL. They're playing guys... That are destined to sell insurance or sell mortgages or sell cars or go back to school and be accountants, social workers, pillars of society. But these are not people who are getting the bag. We talked earlier in the week about Dennis Schroeder fumbling the bag. These are not people that are even gonna have a chance to fumble the bag. These are people that are gonna make 76K a year, which is great. But these are not, these are not, these are not elite. Three-star, four-star, five-star athletes. So back to the article, just kind of setting the the panorama there. A lot is riding on the shoulder of New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, selected second overall behind Trevor Lawrence in the 2021 NFL draft. Wilson is expected to start right away for the Jets. That's going to be a disaster. Who are hoping that he's the franchise's long-term answer to its quarterback quandaries because they're definitely in a quandary. Of course, it's not going to be smooth all the way for Wilson, especially in his first year as a pro. Growing pains for a rookie in the NFL can be brutal to a quarterback, and it did not take Wilson long before he experienced that with, with the Jets. In the Jets' green and white practice attended by almost 20,000 fans Saturday night at MetLife Stadium. I wonder how many of them were vaccinated. Wilson put up a dud as he threw two picks and steered the offense to a total of three points and seven possessions. There's not much to be surprised about that. Again, these bummers are part of a rookie's learning curve in the pros, but at the same time, it's not a stretch to imagine that some impatient Jets fans are already thinking that the team has wasted a high pick on Wilson. I listen to WFAN a lot. My show, in many ways, is a product of influence of WFAN. So the the Steve Summerses of the world, shout out to to, to them, shout out to, to, to Mad Dog, Chris Russo, those are those are the people, Mike, Mike Francesca. These are the people that influenced me to want to do sports talk radio. I don't, I don't just do sports anymore. But that's where my influence is. That's where my style comes from, WFAN. I've listened to WFAN. People already call it up calling him a bust. I don't think it's realistic to call him a bust now. He's a young man. Colin Calhurt last week, who's made a career saying, Every every two or three years, he says something really stupid, and that's fine, because he's on radio for three hours a day, and you can only script so much. You have the the lack of filtering, and you and you say something that you probably shouldn't say in your live, on the air. You don't get to clean it up, but he basically said that Zach Wilson is going to be a bust because he's rich because he comes from money, and I don't know any people that come from money. That are great. And that's ridiculous because Peyton Manning came from money and he's great. Tom Brady didn't come up from poverty. A lot of people that come from money that are great. It's about that internal desire. It's about that internal clock. It's that drive. It's, are you up at four in the morning in that field? Are you willing to work out when you don't feel like working out during the summer? Are you going to get fat and eat donuts and pizza? Or are you doing, are you doing the Tom Brady? Are you doing the kale smoothie and avocado toast diet? I'm just saying that this guy, Zach Privilege, got drafted by the Jets because he's Zach Privilege. And the dichotomy with black quarterbacks in the NFL, we see it all the time. The white quarterback is always rated slightly higher. It's always why the black quarterback can't and why the white quarterback can and when that gets into your business model, it puts you in a situation where you draft Zach Wilson. He looks great. He looks the part. He's so smart. He looks so great in shorts. He throws a beautiful ball. When you're, when you're doing the the workout, the Oil Campus workout, your pro day, you're throwing to wide receivers. It's just you in the center and the wide receiver. There are no DBs. There's no schematics on defense. There's none of that. You're just throwing in shorts and a cutoff T-shirt to to open wide receivers. But that's the business model. I like the Jets coach. I like some of the picks that they've made. I like some of the moves that they have made. But I don't. I don't. I, I already told you that Zach Wilson was going to be a bust, and I'm not rooting for him to be a bust. He should have never been drafted second. He got drafted seg- second. Second. Because he's Zach Privilege. And they didn't want to draft Justin Fields because there was a Swift Boat campaign against him. And they're going to live to regret that because everything that's coming out of Chicago is that Justin Fields is an absolute stud Lance J. Show. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to IndustriousOffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on
0: us when you book a tour at IndustriousOffice.com.